0: Who are
1: those fellas down at the end of the bar? Those are the McGlynn boys. It's best to just let them be and listen to what they gotta say. Ask if you must, drink if you want, and disregard the rules. Because this, this is the Tavern in the Question.
0: Welcome to another episode of the tavern in question i am one of your hosts josh joined by my co-host and brother ian what's going on man
1: hello friend how are how you how are
0: you oh shit
1: <laughs> we can't talk at the same time i thought why not we figured That's this, this works, out
0: right <laughs> shit <laughs> so how's it going man
1: Dude, it's good, man. It's good. I'm not I'm not having a heart attack. I found out. Th- there was a concern. So so that makes me happy because not having a heart attack is good.
0: Well that that's very good.
1: Yeah, yeah. So so
0: yeah, it's a good day. It's a good day. How are you? Uh, oh. well, I'm alright. You know, it's just uh, it's felt like a really long week. This week has been almost obscenely long. But it's almost over, which is good. And it's Saint Patrick's Day.
1: It is St. Patrick's Day, and that makes me super
0: happy. <laughs> oh yes, it's. Uh, we we like to do St. Patrick's Day is a little different around here. We we're actually waiting until Sunday to or Saturday to do our all of our St. Patrick's Day stuff, just because I don't like to go uh, to work hungover. <laughs> but also, it's mostly a day that we spend in the kitchen.
1: <laughs> kind of feel like you're being a little bitch right now. <laughs> well uh, well yeah because you I mean yeah you go to work hungover it's not like you're driving a forklift with like medical supplies or anything
0: hmm. Oop. or or <laughs> uh, all right we are gonna head over to the news desk this week Ian you're gonna you're gonna get us started off.
1: All right, in this uh, tavern in question, news alert. One of the first dogs had to be removed from the White House. So, big breaking news story. Apparently, uh, Major, which is the younger of President Biden's two dogs, uh, wasn't coping well with all of the activity in the White House. Go figure. Uh, He, you know... uh, (laughs) there's so many fun political jokes that I'm just going to avoid because there's so many fun ones. Uh, Anyway, so Major, uh, obviously, a new home, uh, lots of new activity, new people. He doesn't respond well, and apparently he had some behavioral issues. There were initial reports that Major uh, took a bite out of one of these Secret Service guys. Uh, That has uh, yet to be quantified or proven to be true. So uh, at this point, it's just an old wives' tale. But... The story came out, so you kind of wonder where that came from. So Major and then his other dog, uh, who is also named, I don't know, uh, nobody cares because that dog was totally cool. It was the younger one. that was a real asshole. So they sent the dogs back to Delaware to receive some training. Oh, no. So they're uh, trying to Get the dogs a little bit more socialized before they bring them back, and this was a big deal. Uh, I don't know why this was a big deal. They're just fucking dogs, right? Um, I get it. They're the president's dogs, and when you go back and you look, like all, the the president's dogs have been a thing, and yeah. and like it's it's cool. Like some have the little schnauzers, and some have the big freaking. Obama had these fucking fluffy poodle things that were awesome, right? Uh, but come to find out. Uh, with this breaking news story, and thanks to our friends over at the BBC, first thing, cool thing about Major, uh, Major is the, the dog in question, he is the first rescue dog to be in the White House, so uh, kudos to the Bidens for going out and grabbing a rescue dog, uh, that's awesome, our dogs are rescue dogs, we love them. You know They're shitheads, but we love them, and if I could kick them out of my house, I would on occasion. But uh, come to find out, this is not the first instance of dogs misbehaving in the White House. Ooh. So, a little digging showed that it was, let me see, uh, the Portuguese water dog, which was the, uh, the Obama's uh, dog, had an issue, uh, kind of took a bite out of a little girl who tried to snuggle with him. Imagine your daughter getting bit by the president's dog. What do you do? Like, I'm gonna sue you. No, you're not. Uh and then uh in two thousand eight, George Bush, his dog named Barney, bit the Boston Celtics PR guy. I guess the Celtics were there at the White House for (laughs) something. Probably because they won uh, you know, sports, right? Celtics, that's basketball, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then you go to the White House. I mean, that's what that's what you do in sports, right? Right, right. Play sports, go to the White House. I'm in the
1: wrong fucking profession, man. This is bullshit. Right? So uh, <laughs> so again, uh, a little bit overstimulation took a little nip. Uh, Laura Bush had some funny remarks uh, on that, saying, you know, it's just the dog's way of saying hi. Uh, Kind of funny. If you think about it, another Bush family member greeting somebody with violence kind of (laughs) makes you giggle a little bit. I mean, just just a little bit. So uh, Major and the other dog are in Delaware currently, and they are uh, in the process of getting some socialization training so they can come back and join their uh, their fur daddy, uh, President and Chief Joseph Biden
0: fur daddy that's that has got to be the weirdest term that everybody uses that it just seems normal and you don't even think about it's, it but it's then not every-
1: normal it hurt my fucking no. face to say that i'm just <laughs> it hurt my it, face
0: yeah I so say i heard it and i was like oh that's no
1: <laughs> yeah there's a violation of the ears happened right there i, I violated <laughs> oh, yes. my own ears it was it was terrible common uh, moss. so uh that's uh concludes my story for the evening josh over to you
0: all right well Mine, I think, is uh, just as weird. Uh, Maybe not as uh, political. Um, Oklahoma has officially put out a $2.1 million bounty on its most elusive character.
1: The naked mole rat.
0: Close. Bigfoot. (laughs) It has officially put out a bounty on Bigfoot. Now, there are stipulations. It has to come in alive and unharmed. And for some reason, they really stress the fact that bounty hunters can't break any laws to capture Bigfoot. (laughs) I, I was confused, amused, and, um, it kind of made sense for Oklahoma. I mean,
1: this is the state that allowed the tiger King to run for governor. So, I guess anything is possible. But let's go back. Uh, Can you expound on the "don't break any laws" capturing Bigfoot?
0: Yeah, they. I'm assuming it has to do with uh, a lot of trespassing or trespassing, Mm. because you know, Bigfoot goes wherever he wants. I assume it's a he. I don't. um, I feel bad for assuming his identity. Way to
1: go! Way to go! So I'm sorry, Bigfoot gender of it.
0: um so I think that has a lot to do with it. Uh, it. I mean if they're being serious about it, chances are they're probably looking at like illegal trapping and, you know, setting bait because I know at least in Michigan baiting a particular like, at least with particular things is illegal even if it's on your own property. Um so but if you're if you're trying to bring it in alive I think that's the hardest part. If Bigfoot is a uh, very large ape-like creature, at least that's what we've been led to believe, how do you expect to bring it in alive and unharmed? Do you
1: remember the movie Harry and the Hendersons? Irrelevant. (laughs) No. No, because that's, again, it's a seven-foot freaking ape-like animal that uh, was able to destroy everything. So... Uh, and if, you know, they can't uh, go out and exercise their skills as uh, master baiters, then how are they going to catch the, the seven-foot uh, animal that appears to only be able to take pictures out of focus? So y- you're going to trap a seven-foot tall, incredibly powerful, blurry animal. And wh- mm-hmm. what what's the hope there? That's why it's $2.1 million, you said?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. My, my biggest thing is, like, first off – I think the I want to say this is more of like a joke because one who I, I assume the state of Oklahoma, like the government, isn't going to shovel out two point one million dollars to somebody who brings something in. They claim to be Bigfoot. So either this is some weirdo back alley scientist who really wants the Bigfoot and has a lot of money, like wants to do crazy testing on it. And, you know, you don't know. But then the other thing is, again, how do you bring a creature like that in unharmed? You don't. I mean, Fentanyl. you either have I say you either have to have major <laughs> tranquilizers, like elephant tranquilizers, but then how do you know how much to give it? If you underdo it, you're screwed. If you overdo it, you're screwed. It's so so I wanna say, like, whoever put this up is kind of doing it as like. A joke, satire, almost like just to see what people come up with, just to see what kind of crazies go out there and try to bring something and say, yeah, this is, this is Bigfoot, you know, or Carol Baskin has Bigfoot. Let's go get her and you know, whatever. <laughs> Carol just... Baskin's
1: got it. It's already dead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Carol fucking Baskins.
1: <laughs> Can we? See? Oh, I don't know if we're
0: allowed to name drop.
1: I see. Know we're getting sued.
0: She's she's on Dancing with the Stars. Oh school. yeah, that's
1: right yeah, She's she's good. She's otherwise, yeah. She
0: she's fine. But yeah, so I just, um, and the million for Bigfoot. Thing is, yeah, well, the funniest thing is this was put out on NPR, which is the weirdest thing. It's like, okay, so obviously CNN passed on the story because, you know, whatever, because <laughs> they're too worried about, uh, the, uh, the Royals in England about what they're doing. But NPR is like, oh, this is a story. We got to talk about it. And it's like, kudos for you NPR for, for going for the real American stories. So <laughs> Well,
1: I mean, if they do find it, you know, then CNN will pick it up because you know, you know, they're gonna want to. Oh man, so... I, I gotta be careful. I, I'm gonna walk away from that one. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna walk away from that one. <laughs> god love our news networks. They're they're they so much fun. Oh they're
0: my god, so much
1: fun. Yeah. Uh, well, that's an interesting, uh, interesting week at the news desk. Right. Yeah. So Bigfoot and uh, the first dog biting people allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly. Always maybe, allegedly. maybe we should stick the president's dog after Bigfoot. Nah, dude, he'd bring
0: it in harm. Yeah, <laughs> if, he, if he's Shit. already biting
1: people. Bite, yeah, yeah, but maybe you could like talk to him. You know, like in the the movie like Anchorman. You know where? Uh, what's the dog's name in Anchorman?
0: Oh fuck, I don't and remember.
1: He goes and like talks to the bears. <laughs> <laughs> you are one of us now.
0: <laughs> oh Shit,
1: Milo. Is it my? <laughs> no, I'm thinking of Milo Notice. <laughs> Oh, we're tangenting the- so hard right now.
0: Oh, yes. How the fuck are you going to bring in Bigfoot unharmed? You don't. That's that's the thing. There's no way you could. No.
1: It's impossible. No way. It's impossible. unless It's, it's got to be dead. And then what happens, like, if you do trank it, right? It's going to wake up. And how do you know you have a facility strong enough, right?
0: You, you don't. I mean- um, unless you are a billionaire alleyway scientist where you have, like, <laughs> a freaking um dungeon slash testing facility, how, whatever you want to call it, um, that can support that kind of thing. That's the only way that happens. The only way. Because if you don't have that kind of stuff, then then you're fucked. I mean, you can't just drag it into your garage and hook it up with a couple of chains like, oh, yeah, we're good. Because then all of a sudden, Bigfoot's going to tear through and run down some, some uh, poor, unsuspecting little town and cause havoc. Which... Would be a hell of a story. I mean, bounty, like the bounty aside, that would be awesome.
1: <laughs> uh, right, because then you have like a T Rex in San Diego, you got a, a Jurassic Park moment, right? Yeah, oh, dude, can you see this thing just grabbing like little kids and just chucking them like four blocks? Oh my god, <laughs> some little yipper dog comes up <laughs> Thing ends just up in the boots next that town. Break. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fido! <laughs> oh no.
1: Uh, and then like it breaks into a grocery store and finds its weakness somewhere, you know. Fucking <laughs> pickles. You know, Bigfoot just loves pickles. Who would have thought? I bet he That's does. Fair. He's a salty That's fair. old bastard. He's been around forever. Nobody right. can take a good picture of him. So he's probably pissed, you know. Mm. 200 what likes if, on Instagram
0: of blurry what fucking if? pictures. Bigfoot's dream has just been to be a model. Like think about like one of the first major pictures he was posing. Yeah. Like he had the whole arm back and head back. Like he was trying to do like the blue steel or whatever the fuck it is. He was trying something oh. and the guy just happened to get, he had a shitty photographer, but now he's, now he's pissed about it. He's like, okay, I can't, I can't come out and do this now. I, I had my shot. I'm done. I'm just going to become a backwoods kind of guy and just go on our person. Yeah. Now he he was definitely
1: looking back at it. Yeah. You know he
0: did that little strike a pose. Yeah. Yeah. And then the guy had his aperture all wrong. And maybe that's where like duck lips originally came from. Because what if what if Bigfoot was doing duck lips and wanted to make it a thing, but the fucking cameraman didn't know how to work a camera.
1: <laughs> if if I ever find the source. <laughs> or that that Bigfoot was the source of Duck Lips. <laughs> They're not gonna have to worry about it, because uh, I'm gonna kill the thing. Like <laughs> I'm gonna find it and it's gonna be dead. <laughs> Good God, Duck Lips! Yeah, you can just see that. Like all of a sudden, like it's it's super super angry. And somebody who pulls out a camera, and all of a sudden it stops. Like you know, going on the rampage, and it instantly just goes to pouty face. <laughs> what the hell? If this was a video podcast, they would have just seen me make the the pouty face. Oh It'd yeah, be great. But unfortunately. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh yikes! <laughs> Fucking bigfoot. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for the uh, the news desk for tonight. We're going to take a quick break, and when we do, we are going to uh, take a yell at the bartender, and we're going to go through a couple of uh, Irish whiskeys this evening in celebration of St. Paddy's Day. So we'll be right back. And we're back. All right. So tonight we are, um, we have a little bit of a lineup because we figure it's St. Patrick's Day. We need to, uh, to have more than just a drink, obviously. Not that we need an excuse or a special day. We- exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, th- but this justifies the consumption. Exactly. So, number one on our list. Is in fact none other than uh, Powers Irish Whiskey, the uh, Gold Label. The gold. Um, since I am uh, new to the whole whiskey thing and can't just rattle off all this stuff without reading over the label like uh, a moron, I'm gonna hand it over to Ian, who seems to know all this shit. So, uh, tell us a little bit about Powers Gold Label.
1: <laughs> oh, don't you're not a moron, Bubby. All right, so Gold Label is kind of their their main outer it's been the one that's been around the longest uh if you ever get a chance to speak with or listen to Derek king who's the global ambassador for powers whiskey he can t- he tells the most beautiful stories they're just fucking fantastic so this is a mix it's a it's a mix of uh pot still um and it's it's blended so it's about five to seven years old it's uh triple distilled so it's one pot still but it goes through three times so they they cut out like the best parts and then uh they they send it they send it out to us where we get to drink it so john powers was one of the guys uh him and the jamesons and then um i always forget i want to say the middletons but i don't think it was the Middletons. Um, Uh, In County Cork, they are the three people who are responsible for saving Irish whiskey. Irish whiskey was once this huge, massive, worldwide, sought-after thing. Uh, And then towards the middle of the 19th century, column stills came out, mass-produced. Irish whiskey producers said, now we're sticking with the pot stills, we're keeping it old school. Scotch started using the column stills, the folks up in Scotland, mass-producing Scotland started taking over as far as uh, premier whiskeys go. And then a bunch of series of unfortunate incidents happened. You had a little bit of prohibition in Ireland itself. You had the, uh, obviously, World War. You had prohibition in the States where the bathtub gin that these guys were making, well, they would call it Irish whiskey. <laughs> and it was the most terrible, gross, disgusting stuff you ever like could drink. So, unfortunately, that... You know that that black uh, <laughs> cloud over top of the name Irish whiskey kind of carried through. So it was in the 1950s, I think, 1960s, where it was it was all but done. And these three families came together. They made the uh, I forget what the name of the Irish uh, Distillers Association. I think it's what it's called. And then slowly there has been since then uh, a resurgence of Irish whiskeys. and now it's growing. It's getting crazy. And there are so many awesome whiskeys out there now, but this is the gold label. This is the stuff you can find for uh, right around, I don't know, between uh, I'd say 20, 30 bucks at the at the higher end. So it is it is a fantastic Irish whiskey for for those who are just wanting to try it to start with it. It also holds up incredibly well in cocktails. It comes in at, I think it's the uh, eighty six point four proof. So it's not going to knock your socks off either.
0: Now. On the nose, I'm getting, lack of a better word, a lot of butter. Yeah. Um, so, like, which is kind of misleading for the taste. I get a lot of red fruits on the taste.
1: Um, the nose, I, I get, it, it just has that, Irish whiskeys for me all, they almost nose the same, uh, mm-hmm. just how deep the the nose goes. Uh, some, right. you know, some have a very thin nose, but that, that... Uh, sugar cookie type just gooey kind of scent mm-hmm. yeah um and then well some it's you can you can pick up the apples uh but this this i i get a lot of apple notes and then uh, uh some some oak on the finish because it is i think it is finished in uh in bourbon barrels
0: first mm. one bourbon barrels mm. this is good though mm-hmm. um this is actually a newer one for me um I uh, I bought one bottle of it uh, a while back and slowly made my way through it. Um, when I got about halfway through that bottle, eventually I realized I was starting to drink it a little more. And I'm like, this is this is good stuff. And so I finished uh, my first bottle of it yesterday, and I was like, you know what? I got to go get a new one. This one has to be a have a permanent residence on my bar. So it does, and I'm very excited about that.
1: Yeah, the gold label is great. I have the uh, the old labels for my bottles. I don't have any of the new labels Your, uh, I see your bottle there has the, uh, the new label on it, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And the whole bottles, it's a totally uh redesign. Yeah. Uh, looks fantastic
0: on a bar. Um, see, I, I don't know. Like, um, I have, uh, another whiskey we're going to try. And I don't know if this is be, um, the design of the bottle is more because of what it is, but the, each of these bottles have, <clears throat> excuse me, um, have, two distinct designs both of them i really enjoy and i like i want to see more of both because like it's always it's almost more like uh <clears throat> excuse me jeez oh beats it's almost one of those where i don't want to see either one go away right because each of them have their own uniqueness about them and it's like and i love bottles like not going to lie, there has been some whiskeys I have bought just because of the bottle. Same.
1: Same. Yeah, so the old bottles, they're they're thinner, they're taller. Uh, they have upright around the, the front part of the bottle. I'm going to call it the front because that's where the label sits. It has the three swallows etched in the glass, which is fantastic. And it has mm-hmm. the Diamond P, uh, which is uh, kind of the power's call the fame. That's their thing. Uh, it sits right down there in the the center middle. And then you've got John Powers, uh, his signature on the back, which is yeah. which it's, is beautiful. They are they are the the old yeah. school. The old bottles are are absolutely beautiful. I do love them. But man, let me tell you, those new ones though for newer, I mean for Instagram, they're you know <laughs> do they they photograph very well. They just look they look sharp.
0: See now, like. My my collection of whiskey right now is, is fairly on the small side just because I'm newer to this whole thing. Um, but one thing I've actually taken kind of pride in is um, my bar, how it's set up, is I got three de- different shelves. And because I'm a nerd, I have a whole bunch of nerdy stuff on the other shelves. But my top shelf, I'm leaving for my favorite whiskeys when they're finished. So empty bottle goes up on the top shelf. So I know which ones are like, okay, I really like that one. I need to get that one again because I have terrible memory. So having that visual <laughs> representation of something that, you know, I enjoy and that I'll want to get again is really good, but also it's a great aesthetic for my bar. So
1: absolutely. And you know, some, it's kind of fun to do with those bottles. You can fill them, you know, you get a little, uh, little red and yellow food coloring with some water, uh, just mm. for, you know, color or whatnot. You can uh, you can make them a little bit more aesthetically pleasing, so they're not just glass. Although some bottles do look good, just just the glass of the bottle itself Mm. looks pretty badass. So, uh, shall we move to number two? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So this is another uh, Powers make. This is their twelve year old John's Lane release. So the John Lane's Distillery was the original distillery. It was in Dublin. It's now an art uh, school. Uh, the the pot stills are still there at the art school, the old uh, That's the old so ones. Cool. All of these are being made out of the Middleton Distillery in uh, County Cork. Currently, mm-hmm. the Middleton Distillery also produces Jameson, Redbreast, the Middleton very rare. There's a whole bunch of labels that come out of the Middleton Distillery uh, mm-hmm. that you know and love uh, all all too well. So this uh, twelve years old non shell filtered, it is. Uh, the in in my opinion, it is the best that they make.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, I've gotten a chance to grab the signature release, which only came out in 2000. I think it was 2014. It was out for a year. It's the Green Label. Uh, it's uh it it's good, but it's not this good. Uh, <laughs> it, when I spoke with Derek King, he he had this phrase, and and this phrase fits this this whiskey uh, beautifully. And he calls it a celebration of distillation and mm. and it really does it really kind of how they they put it all together it's just it's it's fucking wonderful
0: so in 12 years is that happy place for whiskey not to mention that he has the best irish accent ever <laughs> i'm a sucker for an accent okay yeah. don't <laughs> judge me <laughs>
1: You, you drool in there, guy. Get you, get your shit <laughs> shut together. Up. shut
0: up. So okay, so immediately on the nose, it still has that slight um, buttery smell, but it is much sweeter. Yep. Um, for me, anyways. Um, it, that I use the word thicker because it doesn't
1: necessarily translate sweet to me. It just translates like uh, body. Like there's more. There's more there. It's just it's just a thicker fragrance and aroma on the nose there there's there's layers more layers to this one
0: okay now first taste it is more um i don't want to say it has a syrup consistency but it's it almost feels thicker Mm -hmm. in the mouth um
1: has a full mouth feel as they call it so this one there's uh there's a lot more sherry involved in this, and I think they use, they run, yep, American oak, man, that's good, Iberian, okay, yeah. So they they run a couple different uh, uh, of wine barrels, and what they do, uh, their process is a little bit different. They actually they age separately and blend, and a lot of a lot of places will put, uh, they'll reconstruct a the barrel with you know, wine staves and Oak staves. So you have like the, it's happening all at the same time. These guys put uh just dist- a, uh, you know, distillate in different barrels and then bring them all together at the end, blend them all together and then send them on their way. Damn. This is good. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: and at least for me, just because I can't <laughs> stress enough that I'm new to, to drinking whiskey without anything in it. Um, when I first started just drinking whiskey by itself wasn't enjoyable. It was, <laughs> it like, it, it. I'm like, okay, what about this? Is is good, and what is? And I think a part of that was just like getting used to it, almost. Yeah. Um, like, like beer. Um, I know a lot of people like when they become of age, unless they've been drinking beer since they were twelve. Beer is an acquired taste. You know, you you like it after you've had it a little bit. Out of Any whiskeys that I've tried so far, um, this one is the one, like, I don't want to drink all of it. (laughs) But (laughs) this is the one, uh, other than one other whiskey, I enjoy drinking this. Because anytime I get a glass of this, I almost immediately smell it. Just because... I do that, but I mean I do that with beer too, just because I like how beer smells too. But then just drinking it, it's it's almost soothing just because you can feel it working and then you get the heat in the chest and then it's just like ah, that was nice. Have have another sip. <laughs> you know, so I mean it's 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 very enjoyable to drink. And it's not one like where I would want to drink a lot of it real quick. Right. It's it's definitely a sipper. To where like I can take a sip, set it down, come back to it, take another sip, set it down. Where I find a few other whiskeys, I would prefer just to kind of drink it and get it over with. <laughs> Which, <laughs> chances are, probably isn't a good whiskey. <laughs> there are whiskey for shots, and there's whiskey
1: for not. So, like, you know, there's <laughs> all, all kinds. And there are people that do shots of this type of whiskey. I'm with you. This is This has the body and the character of something that's a little bit more... I hate the word refined or a fancy, you know what I mean, because it's it really isn't. Uh, this is this is a whiskey person's whiskey. There we go. Uh, and meaning, you know, the the person that's going to sit down and really enjoy this, they're going to drink it neat. They're going to sip it slow. They're going to take their time. They're going to have a cigar maybe, you know, um, mm. this is this is the the whiskey that sits on the bar while people just Talk and share stories, and they they come visit on occasion, you know, um, mm. because it's it's wonderful, and it's not something you want to you want to have end uh, quickly. And and those those other whiskeys, which are great as well, you know, you have to find that happiness in each. You can find like good things about it, and you find you know shitty things about it, and all that shit in between. But um, mm. it, this is the one that has just that body and that. Beautiful, just smoothness to where you're not in a rush to get it over with, right? Or there's whiskeys where there just isn't a lot there. It's kind of thin in flavor, so it just goes faster. It, for me personally, um, you know, if if the the flavor profile is a little thin, I do have a tendency to drink it a little bit faster, um, <laughs> just because it's just not. It doesn't make my tongue ask questions. So it...
0: I, I found if I find a whiskey that's like that, I'll end up using it for a mixer. Um, and my go to for mixing is throw in a little bit of ginger ale
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and then I'm set. But then also that I'm a sucker for ginger ale. So like that's dangerous because then I have like 10 of them and then I'm like, hey, I'm gonna, you know, tripping over <laughs> stuff like great story on whiskey and ginger ale is there was one night my wife and I. We're like, you know what, we're going to have a few drinks tonight. So I apparently drank too much. And then I wake up the next morning, my knee hurt, and so I'm like, man. So I I sat up and I look, and I have legit, like, a cut on my knee. I'm like, man, I'm like, what happened? And my wife was like, you don't remember? I'm like, what do you mean? I don't remember. She's like, yeah, you left your phone in the kitchen, and it started ringing. So you basically – and at the time, uh, we had a doggy gate to keep our dog out of the bedrooms and everything. Apparently I walked through the, or ran through the gate and knocked it off the wall, cut my leg open and just kind of went to bed afterwards. (laughs) And it was like, oh, oh, that's, that's bad. (laughs) So, (laughs) so I try to stay away from the ginger ale whiskey because it's very easy to have a lot of it. (laughs) And it's, but like, like this, I can, I can never imagine adding anything to this.
1: Yeah, I, I have a few whiskeys like that too. You know, I, I have a couple that I will only drink when they're mixed with something uh, because that's the only way I can I can manage them. Uh, mm. But then there are those where uh, it's just it's just neat. That's all. Mm. The, that's that's the only option for me. I'm not saying it's bad or wrong or anything like that. However you enjoy or choose mm. to enjoy a whiskey, go get it. But uh, but for me personally, it's it, there are many of my whiskeys that are. I'm just gonna drink neat without anything else because they're they're delicious and they're they're awesome
0: then on kind of on that uh, that subject, would you have this uh, this John Lane uh, on ice or would you just keep it neat?
1: I would put uh, I don't know if I would do ice, I'd definitely do water uh, just to play with it and to see what happens when you you add a couple drops of water uh, because water plays with you know, the chemical makeup, and you can you can bring out a whole different set of flavors and a whole different set of, and a different experience with that that same whiskey with just a few drops of water. So I would definitely mm-hmm. play, I haven't had a chance to yet, um, play with it yet. So <laughs> I see, would. See, and
0: we were told our entire lives, don't play with your don't food. Don't play with your food, <laughs> right.
1: But, uh, but play with your whiskey, absolutely play with your whiskey. But I have not had a chance to see what water does to this. And it's, I mean, it's a 92 proof, or so I, I don't think water would do that much to it. Uh, and 92 is is kind of at that that right around that happy place for me. I, for me, it's on the lower end of whiskeys that I like. I'm, I I like my my hundred and a little bit above there. So this is already in that that kind of that real close to that sweet spot where I don't think I would mess with it with water with too much. Maybe maybe a little bit. I have a little left. Maybe i'll maybe I still will.
0: Hmm. Yeah, this is, um, this is one where, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I want to drink more, but I don't because I don't want it to go away. <laughs> and, and mostly just because I'm, uh, most people would say I'm cheap. I would like to think that I'm cost effective. Cost effective. <laughs> um, the the John Lane was was a little bit on uh the expensive side for me. Um it's definitely not one I'm gonna pick up every weekend. Oh, so, oh, oh no. No. You're also <laughs> so, not gonna
1: drink a bottle of it. Well, I mean you might, but I
0: I could, <laughs> but I'm not going to. That's that's the big difference right there. Um <sighs> But th- see, that's the hardest part is, like, especially with whiskeys, if you're more conscious about what you're spending, especially if they're good, it's hard to to keep that in mind. Like, hey, this cost you this much money. Do you really want to spend this much more money next weekend to buy another bottle? And it's like, no, I really don't. I would rather this last. Um, and it's it's oh, it's so good. I'm I was very surprised about how much I enjoyed it um especially knowing i liked the gold label i was like oh i i i'm i'll probably like it you know sure but then like the first few times i had i'm like this is really good <laughs> so yes, yeah I'm- i i
1: started with their their mid range so their three swallow it's their blue label mm. uh which is which is fantastic it, it's mm. good uh it it has the the ability to stand on its own or be a phenomenal cocktail whiskey it, it, hmm. it i would say the gold label is probably a little bit more of a cocktail whiskey uh as opposed to just a neat sipper it's great and you can sip it neat and it tastes delicious but it, it gets a little bit better as you go up so i started with the three swallow was super happy with that and then got to john's lane i was like oh my god <laughs> Uh, this is, this is really (laughs) fantastic. And then after those two, I went to the gold label. So I kind of set myself up for failure there because, (laughs) you know, I, kind of went backwards and I, I was, (laughs) I hit up the gold label. I'm like, it's, it's a great Irish whiskey. Don't, I'm not, I'm not speaking bad about it. It is a great Irish whiskey, but it's a, you know, when you take that step down the ladder, you're just kind of like, Oh, well, it's not as good as this. It
0: ain't bad, but it ain't as good as this, you know? So well, see that's where I think I had the upper hand because the first time I had Powers, it was the gold label.
1: Yeah. Um
0: and and it was good and I enjoyed it and everything and you know so when making that one step up or maybe two steps up to the the John Lane, I was I was pleasantly surprised because this was one of the first um aged, I guess, cuz it's the 12 yeah. 12 year. Yeah. Yeah, the 12 year? Yeah. Where it I guess it was older, more mature than the other whiskeys I had had. So I'm, I didn't know what to expect. I was pleasantly surprised. Not to mention that what I got apparently is their old logo, and it came in a, a box, and it had, like, literature with it and, like, very fancy. And then when you unfold it all out and flip it over, it has, like, an etched uh, image of their uh, the distillery. Right, and I mean it's it's beautiful, it's like it's a whole presentation, and then you, on top of that, you get the whiskey, and so it's like it's, it's a present in so many ways And it's 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 great. I I thoroughly enjoy it.
1: Yeah, they they went to the tubes with the new the new bottles, so mm-hmm. you don't get the uh, you don't get the box anymore, and I I love the box, uh, and fortunately for me, uh, my my couple regular stores have plenty of the boxes. So I'm, I'm set for a while and those, those they don't move very much, which is unfortunate because that means that people aren't buying them. And mm. I, I think they're missing out. I really yeah. do. If folks get into these weird niches with whiskey and then they kind of just sit there and they don't really wander off too much, but there, there's so much to be had in all of the realms of whiskey that it's, it's wonderful, but we're talking Irish tonight because it's St. Patty's Day. So, are we are we moving on, or are we just going to sit on the the John's Lane for a while?
0: No, let's uh, let's move on to whiskey number three. Okay. Now, uh, as a disclaimer, uh, whiskey number three is actually different for each of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what are you drinking for whiskey three?
1: So I have uh, it's from uh, the Glendola Distillery. It is their Mizzurna Finish Single Malt. 13 year. Uh, it uh, spends 13 years in American oak and then it gets finished in Japanese Mizurna oak. Now Mazerna is the hardest of the oaks uh, and uh, it, it brings its own special flavor profile which I don't, mm. I haven't decided if I like it yet or not.
0: <laughs> Jury's still out. I'm still working on it. Okay. What about you? I am drinking uh, Quiet Man traditional Irish whiskey. Uh, oak bourbon caskets is is the thing. It's considered to be mellow and smooth. I hate that word. Uh, <laughs> coming in at a at a 40%. Um, uh, I, I bought this a while ago now. Yeah, man. you're going
1: backwards and proof too. It's going to taste like water.
0: You're right. Um, this was... Uh, especially when I started buying more I realized I'm partial to the Irish whiskeys. This one was one of the first ones where like that uh the butter flavor yeah. like hit me like a brick like in the face. I was like, "Wow, I'm like that's that's kind of surprising because I I didn't expect it to to have that much aroma or basically. <clears throat> but it's it drinks incredibly smooth. It ah uh, smells great (laughs) um and it's and it's an easy sipper one where you don't mind drinking it like quickly but it's 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 an okay sipper where like you don't mind drinking it slow either um i i rather enjoy it so with with the
1: Glendola, i i picked this up and uh took it over uh to my buddy's house he had some family visiting and uh, they wanted to taste a whiskey with me that I had not tasted before, so I brought it over. I was like, "All right, let's go." It's Irish whiskey. It's you know, it's 13 years old. It's uh, I opened it up, and uh, <laughs> I, I had brought a, a few other whiskeys with me, and uh, and it ended up being everybody's last uh, pick, which was kind of disappointing because uh, it was you know, it wasn't a. a it wasn't a $20 bottle of booze, so it, it kind of made me sad. When, I, I've done it before, too. I, I don't know how many times you you buy a, a bottle that's got a, a larger price tag, and you open it up, and you're like, fuck, that sucks. <laughs> you know? You're like, damn it. Everything that you read about it and all the, the reviews said it was great, and it was this and had this, and then you open it up, and you're like, oh, hell. So that was about a week and a half ago. Uh, let me tell you, it has it has breathed beautifully and it is it is thick and gooey and the the overpowering wood uh i don't even know it was dude seriously it was like chewing on a piece of oak when we tasted (laughs) it the first time it was fucking terrible and uh (laughs) that is gone that is all that is all but gone
0: now could that be held up to the what's called the neck pour is that correct like, that first initial pour, exposing it to oxygen. Oh, God. <laughs> Fuck. Um, exposing it to oxygen. <laughs> there we go. Um, to where, like, it definitely has a... Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, almost not not a bad taste, but definitely an over-exaggerated taste of what's in the bottle. That's yeah. that's the best way I I've been able to think about it is when I do that first pour, I drink it and it's like oh man that's intense, but then I realize that on the second pour either the next day or a couple of days later it's similar but in a more subtle way. So there's something there. What exactly is
1: there? I couldn't tell you. I, I'm not sure because and I was talking about this with a, a fellow whiskey enthusiast, you know, and and talking about how how it breathes and how it interacts with oxygen and, you know, there's a bunch of science shit in there and I don't know the science shit, right? So, um, all I know is that uh, there are more times than not where you open up a bottle of whiskey, it hasn't had a chance to breathe in a while. Now, it has had a chance to breathe if we think about it. It gets poured out of the barrel into a catch basin exposed mm-hmm. to oxygen. That catch basin gets taken over and dumped into the bottler exposed to oxygen. It then goes through, gets poured into bottles again. So, So, and having tasted whiskey directly out of the barrel, it's weird. You know, I I don't know what it is. And I I don't know if it's a mental thing or if if it's really like, if there's a scientific explanation, but what I can say is, is the neck pour or the initial dram or the first pull or whatever you want to call it, uh, that when you bring that out, Mm.
0: it is, you should let it sit and you should Mm. let it sit for a while. Now, when you say a while, how long is that? Or Roughly, how long is that?
1: It, well, so while is definitely subjective. For me, it's gonna be fi- <laughs> it's gonna be five to ten minutes. Okay, you can nose it, uh, but before you actually take a taste, just just let it breathe. Let's just let it hang out, mm-hmm. chill out in the glass, swirl around a little bit. Just let it freaking let it do its thing. Uh, and if it still sucks, then close it up. Come back to a week later, see what happens. And if it still mm-hmm. sucks, you know it whiskey to pull first when you have company come over.
0: Nice.
1: But yeah, but this this has I, I don't know what it is, but this has changed. And maybe I ate something weird. And that's another thing with whiskey. It's so bizarre. You know, whatever you you eat something, you drink something, you you know, there's there's an aroma in the room can all affect your how you taste the whiskey. And so there's been plenty of times where I go back to a bottle and I taste them like, man, that did not taste like I tasted it the first time. Like it is so weird. So weird. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, it's, your oral factory senses
0: are Bizarre. With how I have my bar set up, it's right next to uh, my living room, which I have a fireplace in. And we have, you know, we do fires and especially with, when it's winter, we do fires on the regular. Uh, there was one night where um, I, I leave my bar, at least a chunk of my bar space open for my wife because she loves puzzles. So almost always there is a puzzle in the midst getting completed. Always since I got the bar, there's always a puzzle happening, um, but there's always a nice little section for me, so that's okay. Um, so we have this area, and we have the fires going. And I've noticed nights where I drink something particular, and there isn't a fire going, it tastes one way. But then on a night I have the same whiskey, but we if it, if we have a fire going, it it doesn't enhance the taste, but it definitely changes it. There's something about having something else going on in the air while you drink it, especially if you're drinking it to to enjoy it by itself without you know because you have some people who drink whiskey just simply to get a buzz on, which, you know, to eat your own. But yeah. at the same time That's cost effective. Dr- <laughs> right? <laughs> but when you're drinking it to enjoy it, because it tastes good and there's just something about it that you enjoy when there's something else going on in your space, it definitely changes how it tastes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Smoke, smoke could be a huge influence too. Um, and, and it can be a a good thing and a bad thing. It can help pull flavors out that you didn't necessarily know were there. And it can also mm -hmm. inhibit flavors from, from coming out when, when they do the big, uh, spirits competition in San Francisco, the judges are not allowed to wear uh, any sort of cologne or aftershave or anything uh, because as they're judging these, you know, these spirits, Mm. uh, and they're judging a ton of them throughout the day. Now, they're not drinking. They're they're spitting. So they're putting it in their mouth, they're tasting, and then they— they spit it out. Well, dude, can you imagine? <laughs> After round three, they're fucking hammered, and they're like, "Oh, I was fucking. I need snacks." You know, <laughs> so
0: lightweights. That's all you gotta say. They're lightweights. Yeah,
1: dude, these guys are stripped like straight up, sipping cast strength whiskey like all day long. <laughs> so, oh. Oh. so yeah, no. Uh, Fred Minnick put out a, a great. Uh, he he did a. It's on his YouTube channel, I think, how he he kind of talked through the process and and one but one of the big things he did say is the judges aren't allowed to wear any sort of. Uh, overpowering like a, a, well after shaver cologne at all and then their deodorant has to be you know non-intrusive or invasive so because they're mm. trying to focus their all of their senses on the taste and the smell of the whiskey so
0: mm.
1: so yeah man uh so let's let's rate these things uh we had three yeah. different uh one through one to five let's start with the gold
0: label what are you giving that one um bait cost-effectiveness taste and um just overall appeal um visually but i'm a very visual person i give it um definitely like seven seven and a half out just a f- because out of five? Oh fuck <laughs> no sorry <laughs> I, I went 10 my bad <laughs> okay so I like, that way wow, would... you really like that one <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> All right, so uh, let's go three and a half then out of five because, I mean, if you're if you're looking for a good whiskey on a budget, yeah, great pick, yep. great pick.
1: Yep, hundred percent agree. I'm a three two. That's just okay. uh, so I'm I'm close, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a three two. All right, let's go to uh, John's
0: Lane. John's Lane, ah, oh, you beautiful bastard, um. I I give it a five. You can't give it a five. I I have to because honestly, there's nothing else that can go up from there. No, because no, no, that's not true because I have other whiskeys. I enjoy just as much drinking that, but are more cost effective. But if I had to go just on taste alone, I have to give it a five. I enjoy drinking that John's lane so much. It's, it just, it's, Oh, I, I can't even explain it. But, but at the same time, I'm not very articulate. So, but I mean, it's it's so good, and it just, it ha- oh, yeah, five, um, five on taste. Okay. Cost effectiveness. Uh, uh, let's uh, let's dial it back to a good uh, three five because it's more than I want to spend.
1: You um you can find good whiskey. For good dollars, uh, but every once in a while you need to spend uh, good dollars for great whiskey. So
0: <laughs> there you go. So yeah, so, there's. Yes. I, I got that.
1: I'm I'm gonna go three nine with the John's Lane, uh, b- I, which is great. You know what I mean? It's it's great. But I gotta keep my my rating skill like legit. Uh, it's it's a solid three nine, hardcore. All right, so. Uh, your third one, which you're, you're on your own. Cause I, I have no,
0: Oh, um, uh, the quiet man. Um, I would have to say more of a two nine, just not, not that because I don't enjoy it. I do enjoy it. It's it, uh, cost effective. It's good. Uh, taste is good when it comes to, Irish whiskeys particularly um it's not my favorite it's not my least favorite I definitely have some Irish whiskeys that I've bought and then regretted writer's tears (laughs) so so I mean it's it's good right um if I think it's a good introductory whiskey um they have a uh at least when i went to my local store they had the the regular cost effective quiet man and then they had i, I want to say it was their barrel select
1: the fancy um, one
0: um, yes fancy one <laughs> so so if you're going to get it get the the regular one not the barrel select because um that is a whole other thing so <laughs> But no, so I, again, not not bad, but definitely not, not great. Um, if I, sorry, you know, if I had to pick one of the other, I would probably grab a Powers before I grab Quiet Man.
1: All right, so yours was a two nine, two nine. Okay, I so I had the thirteen year Glendula uh, uh cask finish, and had I rated this the first time, it would have been a fucking a two one. And that would have been gracious. This has come around. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a three six. Hmm. Uh, It has. It has come around, and I. I think it's. I think it's pretty good. Like for me, but so my rating here like five is like having sex with your mouth when you drink it. You know what I mean? Like like that's that's what the whiskey's doing, right? That's that is my five. And then one is um, it makes me cough. If it makes me cough, we're done. Like oh fuck no, I'm done. Like oh my god, it's terrible. So, which I've only had, I've only had one do that, and I think it was a scotch. Mm. I'm pretty sure. It yeah, actually, I think I gave it away. Oh, like monkey shoulder <laughs> would have been my next one.
0: Would have been in like a one four. See, I have that, and there are some nights where it it's tasty, but it's not. It's not one that I will say, hey, oh, if I'm going to have a glass for the evening, that's definitely not one I pick right off the bat. I'm, I'm not going to lie. The, my monkey shoulder, the only reason I got it is because it has the, the cool metal etching of the monkeys all stacked up. It's super cool. <laughs> like I said, I'm a sucker for a cool bottle.
1: The marketing um, guys I, love you.
0: Right? <laughs> it, which, for me, sucks Because if I see a cool bottle, I'm like, oh, fuck. I got to have it, whether it tastes good or not. And I hate that. But I'm all about cool. I'm all about cool bottles. I have a couple of them where I don't drink them. Not because they're bad, but they're definitely not good. But their bottle is fucking sweet. (laughs) (laughs) So.
1: Angels Envy, I think, has one of the best bottles. They have the, that weird, it's a unique shaped bottle, and they've got the etched wings on the back that come through the front of the bottle. Have, have you seen the Jefferson
0: bottle? Yes. Where it's similar? Yes. Where I, w- I actually had one of those in my hand, and I'm looking at it, and I flipped over to the back, and I see the, etchers, the etching of uh, Jefferson. I'm like, oh, why do they have them on the back? I'm like, that's weird. And so I flip it over, and you can see it through the front, and it, like, enhances it. I was like oh, fuck, this is what it's about. <laughs> so I was like, but I already bought my whiskey, so i would have put this back.
1: And you made a good choice, even if you hadn't bought your whiskey by putting that back.
0: Oh, no, Jefferson?
1: So uh, their uh, Ocean Voyage, the Jefferson's Ocean, and their, their I want to call it Special Reserve. I think those are legit, but their normal, like their small batch is mm-hmm. aggressive and rough oh oh. you might I. but that's my opinion you know what I mean like you may you may love it so but we're uh, we're dancing away from from where we should be so alright so we got our scores in let's uh, let's uh, let this bartender get back to work as we uh, we head over to the bar mm-hmm. and we're gonna talk about St. Patty's Day hmm. be back in a bit all right hopefully you have recharged your glass maybe gotten a, a a refreshing sip of water to keep you going because we've got one more segment to go <laughs> now in honor of saint patty's day we are going to be talking about the holiday itself where it came from how we party how other people party who parties you know what is it and mm-hmm. uh, and all those fun things so I don't know about you, Josh, but I was kind of blown away by some of the information I was able to, to dig up on St. Patrick's Day. Yes. First off, it is not spelled P-A-T-T-Y-S. <laughs> if you spell it that way, you're wrong, and we hate you. Just kidding. We don't hate you. It's D's. We need a D's nuts sound. <laughs> anyway, it's P A D D Y. Apostrophe S. St. Paddy's Day. So get just make sure everybody's on the same page. We're all spelling it correctly, and everything's right. So St. Paddy's Day is actually uh, the celebration, uh, the party that is St. Paddy's Day is an American thing. Yes. Crazy. Yes. Now, St. Patrick himself, born in Scotland, which that was just recently found out, Uh, In a study done in 2018, they were able to uh, deduce that he was actually born in Scotland, uh, grew up in England, and then came and brought Christianity to the island of Ireland. Now, Mm -hmm. people talk about casting out snakes uh, in, uh, in the modern times that we are in currently... Uh, There was a lot of uh, uh, hate speech going around about St. Patrick actually throwing pagans into the ocean. He didn't fucking do that either, all right? (laughs) He simply (laughs) brought Christian faith to the island, or uh, I think it was Catholicism. He brought and spread Catholicism to the island, and uh, there were no snakes there before he got there, Mm. right? Uh, And... They adopted Catholicism. He was good at sharing the faith. So for those of you who want to grab a pitchfork and a torch and cancel St. Patrick, you can suck it uh, because that's not a thing. So so the celebration kicks off uh, in New York, really, the St. Patrick's Day parade, like that's uh, on the 17th. That kind of became a thing. Now, the 17th was already a religious holiday in Ireland, but because it was a religious
0: holiday... All of the pubs were closed. Uh, that that happened up until the 1970s.
1: That's insane.
0: So, so and and of course now with some people they think oh that's so that's so uh, far back. It's like no, it's really not. Um. So it it originally started surprisingly, and it the comparison is to Easter. It was a very religious holiday. And so, yes, you had your stereotypical parades and stuff like that. But it was a very family-oriented and religious-oriented holiday. And we've turned it into, hey, let's get drunk for the next 24 hours holiday. Which, not going to lie, there have been some years where I have uh, practiced that. But I find it so interesting that it it was more than that. It was it was recognition of one man's particular drive in life to bring Christianity or however you want to see that. Um, but of course, as soon as you start talking religion, everybody's like, Oh, that's weird. Let's not talk about it. It's like, okay, but that's, that's how this, that's how this started. and, and, and I love the, the idea of, of the whole casting out snakes where there's no species of snakes that have origin in Ireland. And so like this, just weird stuff that adds up together. It's, it's so great. They,
1: yeah, they, they got that wrong. And of course this year where literally everything is driving people crazy. Uh, and they have to find something to argue about. Uh, that became an argument, a, and I, I just I sit back and chuckle uh, in in the confidence knowing that yeah okay, um, no shit there were no snakes and no he did not actually throw people off the cliff into the ocean and kill them like that's mm. that's not a thing. Now, how he chose to deliver Catholicism to the masses, I don't know. It may have been some force in there. I, I that. Part of history I have not studied well enough to speak on, so I'm not going to. So uh, let's talk about how we celebrate in America. So uh, I am currently residing uh, just outside of Boston, and Boston holds like the like they hold on to like St. Patty's Day is their day, right? That that is the day in Boston. All right, we're going to go out in the yard. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have some fucking. <laughs> yeah, all right, gonna, that, that's as far as I can. Yeah, um, I'd throw out no, some keep, other some other. Bo- keep
0: going keep saying shit
1: <laughs> i throw out some other fucking things and talk about uh, heading over to worcester uh, up to to lemonsta and uh <laughs> i'm gonna take 128 up to oh shit i don't even know what the name of that town is anyway uh so there's all these other things right um uh, but come to find out uh, recently uh. it has been asserted now this hasn't been 100 percent quantified yet so uh we're still in the probable but not uh you know, quantifiable stage. Um, Mm. St. Augustine in Florida with the Spaniards about 100 years before the first celebration in Boston. So we're sitting right around 1600 Mm. and and there are records of March 17th, uh, them pulling out a lot of gunpowder and stuff to celebrate. So there was a celebration that occurred on March 17th in St. Augustine, Florida around that same time, thanks to the folks at History.com. You can check that out. It's pretty badass. So, uh, again, that is not the... uh, They cannot specifically say that uh, St. Francis celebrated St. Patrick's Day, but there is evidence to suggest that there was a very large celebration that happened uh, years in a row on the exact same day. So, evidence kind of leads us to say that Florida, go fucking figure, started the party, right? Mm -hmm. Sorry, Boston, I love you, but Florida beat us to it again. Those Mm -hmm. bastards, they beat us to it again.
0: So so with that celebration and understanding of where it came from, how do you spend St. Patrick's Day?
1: Well, I'm like 80, so... um... I, I mean, they, no. I, honestly, so I have not been a huge St. Paddy's Day celebrator. Um, I will always have uh, a beer. I will always have uh, a whiskey, something to to have just to to throw back and commemorate because you know we do have a an Irish heritage to us. So, but I I don't. I, I don't go out and, and throw down and get crazy and do all these that's just not me Like I, I never have um, mm. I, I cherish uh, our heritage and mm. celebrate mildly with restraint so yeah that's that's me how about you
0: well once upon a time before uh, children entered uh, my life my wife and I uh, would every year we would go to our, our local pub our irish theme pub, and we would enjoy St. Patrick's Day. There would be the classic Guinness hats everywhere, and so just just fun camaraderie, and it would be the most we would spend in a pub in any point in time in any given year. Once we got kids, and I started looking more into our heritage and Irish tradition and stuff like that, we, we changed that. Um, now, when we celebrate, we spend... The majority of the day in the kitchen, we I, my wife and I always start the day off with, making
1: potatoes in 97. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. We we
0: start we start our celebration off with a an Irish whiskey of some sort. And, of course, once upon a time, we would just do a shot of something. But now it's actually enjoying something. And then we spend you the day fancy
1: motherfucker.
0: You <laughs> shut the fuck up. So okay, so so we will we'll, we will look up traditional um, Irish meals and we'll cook that for the day. Um, Irish potato candies we'll make, which is no, which ah uh, fuck. Now nah, now nah, I feel bad for not looking this up beforehand. I originally looked up the recipe because apparently it was something that. Irish immigrants brought to, um, if I remember correctly, and, of course, the history people out there don't crucify me for this, but from what I can remember, when Irish immigrants came over, they wanted something sweet, but they wanted something of of home and just something like that. And, of course, it was stereotypical because it was potatoes where they took – uh, certain flavors, and they rolled it in uh brown sugar and cinnamon, and it looked like potatoes, but it was something else. And so, so what churros? No, <laughs> no, not churros. Damn it. So, so ours is um, the uh, it's coconut and sour cream mixed together in brown sugar and cinnamon. And when you roll them up, they look weirdly like potatoes. And then you put them in a paper bag and throw them in the fridge. They're amazing. Now, if anybody would disagree with the taste of these things, stop right now because they're
1: awesome. If Grandpa Peter were here, he would slap the shit out of you. I'm just (laughs) going to put that out there. May he rest in peace.
0: That's fair. So you cook... That, that that's no. kind of cool. I you don't I cook can, anything. I can totally appreciate well, that. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. We 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 spend honestly the entire day in the kitchen, and we spend this time looking up traditional foods and stuff like that. So we, granted, we do spend a part of our day drinking. That's a given, I think. Yeah. Especially since we have the MC in our name, so yeah, we have to drink on St. Patrick's Day. That's like a law, right? I think so. Okay, that's yeah. Fair. Yeah. I'll so cook. I mean, yeah, we spend we spend honestly almost the whole day in the kitchen, either cooking whatever we can, and we just and as soon as it's done, we eat it, <laughs> and it's. But the best part about it is, I spend the entire day with my family. Oh yeah, celebrating a heritage, even if it was a minuscule part of our heritage, we. It doesn't matter. We spend the entire day together and we, we cook great food. We drink amazing beverages and we just have a good time. And and even though this holiday started as a, a religious holiday, it's it's kind of evolved into this thing where it's a big party depending on where you're at. It's just kind of every day where you're at. But then you have, like us, it's it's an experience that we have once a year, that we just, we literally spend the entire day together eating something different, enjoying our time, and just celebrating our heritage in one way or another.
1: Oh, yeah. I think the only time I got legit fired up on, by fired up, I mean, like, hammer drunk, (laughs) was we were at the end of a training event, and we were celebrating the end. We were going home the next day, and it just happened to fall on St. Patty's Day. So we're at this bar, and uh, of course, everybody in America is Irish in some way or shape or form uh, <laughs> on St. Definitely Patrick's Day. Definitely
0: on St. Patrick's Day.
1: Everybody's Irish. Everybody. Everybody. Um, so next thing I know is I, I hear, you know, Irish car bombs, come get them. And, uh, and so I walk over, I'm like, what is this? And I I... Don't like Guinness. I hate fucking Guinness. It's gross. What? Oh, dude, it's coffee and beer, and that's gross. Coffee and whiskey, I'm in. Coffee and beer, it's not a thing. Oh, it was terrible. Anyway, so I did my first ever uh, Irish car bomb, and uh, and then consumed, like kept drinking bourbon after that. It was oh, it was rough. But uh, come to find out, Irish car bombs—you uh, definitely don't ever order those if you happen to be in Ireland, because that drink was actually. Uh, created in Connecticut <laughs> not in Ireland and if you order an Irish car bomb in Ireland it, the results is explosive <laughs> literally check your history of Ireland it gets weird but yeah that's crazy so so here we are America right we party harder on I- on St. Patrick's Day than they do in Ireland it's an Irish festival right so mm-hmm. our uh, Irish it's not a festival it's a fucking holiday anyway do that powers is starting to just power my fucking brain into craziness so come to find out we are not the only country that celebrates st patrick's day mm-hmm. in solidarity with ireland there are many other countries that celebrate and some of them might surprise you so here we are in the united states where we dye rivers green the fountain at the white house this year was green uh you know apparently the irish prime minister sends a pot of uh you know freaking clovers over right and then like i don't know if you saw like the press secretary uh today was wearing uh freaking irish clovers in her little fucking pin thingy mm-hmm. uh, that confused the shit out of me now she is a redhead so
0: whoa. genetically whoa. it says
1: she might be there i don't know oh whoa. whoa whoa or it's fake and she dyed it and she can do whatever she wants to with her hair i don't know <laughs> She did, I, anyway, I, I'm fucking off the rails on this shit. So <laughs> let's talk about some other countries that celebrate <laughs> St. Patrick's Day. And uh, we're going to turn south, right? Uh, we're going to go past Mexico because that's a hot mess right now. Let's go to Argentina. Argentina celebrates St. Patrick's Day, believe it or not. Kind of weird. That's fair. Now, if we go across the pond, some countries that might we might think— not so far off. England celebrates Saint Patrick's Day, which is weird because mm-hmm. they like enslaved them for years, uh, mm-hmm. but they celebrate it. And then you've got Norway that celebrates it; they have a big festival, kind of cool. But again, proximity. So what happens mm-hmm. when we go to the Middle East? Oh, cool. right. So let's go to Turkey <laughs> and uh, in Istanbul. And the bars in Istanbul uh, turn green on St. Patrick's Day, and they celebrate <laughs> a bunch of Irish Middle Eastern uh, fellas because I don't think the ladies are allowed to drink in bars there yet. They go out and they they get after it. Uh, that's a cultural thing. Don't at me, Jesus Christ. Josh is giggling. So we're going to keep going down this list. Japan, Australia. Australia, they really don't need a reason to celebrate and drink. They do that all the time anyway. Uh, it's just another day on the calendar that ends in Y that they can, you know, go out and party and get after it. I fucking love Australia. I fucking love it. It's amazing. But we're talking about St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Would you believe if I told you that India is a large part of the population that celebrates St. Patrick's Day? Oof.
0: that honestly that out of anything else you could have said that would have been a surprise yep
1: uh in mumbai and this is on uh wet com. so they talk about uh, mumbai being the gateway to india and it is turned green for saint patrick's day uh it comes right after the the Holai, or holi or holy fast uh, h-o-l-i festival and then They roll right into St. Patty's Day, where everything's green and it's just uh, a a big, a big fucking party. So my question, like, is the pinching thing? Does do you think that happens in Turkey? Like, you know, like freaking Mohammed goes up to Ahmed and says, "Hey, (laughs) whoa, pinch? What? That's a fucking name. Calm down. (laughs) I don't think he does.
0: No. Um, I the pinching thing is more of a um definitely a an Americanized hey you gotta wear green kind of thing um which which is funny because if you look up the the color of Ireland it's always explained as an uh a blue with a gold harp. So you have this green that is that is just plastered out everywhere because it's called the Emerald Isle. So you have the green just out there in front of your face. And if you've seen pictures of Ireland, it is very green. And uh, it is beautiful. But <laughs> if we're talking about traditional colors, about where, where this what this country celebrates and everything, it, it should look very different cuz if you take the um the Irish flag it has the green in it and everybody's like oh yeah Ireland it's green let's let's celebrate everything green and it's like no that's that's not the case because the green stands for something else in that flag and yes the country there's a lot of green but also you have to realize it rains a lot over there it's like the seattle of europe so it's like you have to understand Shut up. Are you telling I know what me I said. that there's
1: a bunch of freaking Irish lads walking around in skinny jeans and flannel and beards drinking freaking mocha chocolates and playing the ukulele? <laughs> I that That is not the Ireland I have in my head. There's
0: so much you just said that's so wrong. <laughs> Holy fuck. But,
1: I'm calling Derek. No, anyways, See maybe that
0: was a bad a- example. <laughs> it but ran, it so. rains a lot. Yeah. Yes, it rains a lot. Noted.
1: <laughs> Similar to Washington because they share like a latitude line. Yes, it is very green
0: over there. So,
1: because it rains a lot.
0: Yeah, like Seattle. Not
1: because there's a bunch of hippies. <laughs>
0: Fuck. <laughs> I think this
1: is going to be the theme of the show where I just derailed Josh with fucking crazy shit.
0: Fucking hell. Uh, but, okay. But yes, it's. The traditional colors, like um, on, you know, with St. Patrick's Day, my kids were like, oh, I got to wear all this green. And I was like, you do know, technically, this is kind of a thing. And so they ended up wearing blue <laughs> to school, but then they made sure to have these green bracelets on just just to be safe. <laughs> and I was like, it doesn't really matter. But it's it's amazing where – everybody takes this association of a single color and it's like, yes, this is Ireland. This is St. Patrick's day. You know, this, this is what it looks like. And it's like, no, there's, there's so much to it. And there's so much more to it than just a simple color. And even when you go into the colors of the, the Irish flag, they, they stand for something. They mean more than just, Hey, let's get drunk. And, and, and you know die rivers green and that's that's not the case there's more to it there's there's history to it which people just simply ignore for for other exciting parties which i'm not going to lie i used to be a part of that being at a pub wearing a Guinness hat that was the thing <laughs> but but now it's it's not the case it's enjoying the heritage maybe not maybe maybe not Reflecting on it as a religious holiday, which it started as, but definitely enjoying that part of my personal heritage as what it's become. And my kids have enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. And it's it, and it's an enjoyable part of the year. And
1: the people of Singapore share that same enjoyment because they also <laughs> celebrate, uh, <laughs> which is so bizarre to think that this one little thing Uh, Has a global impact, and the global party. And then again, you know, we as Americans, as we often do, are just so fucking extra and do all the crazy shit. And we've got to be the loudest and the most obnoxious Uh, culturally. That's a thing, and Mm -hmm. we own that. Uh, So yeah, we dye rivers green. Yeah, fuck the environment. Um, We uh, uh, apparently it's environmentally safe. Apparently, last time I saw an entire body of water green there was a monster that came crawling out of that uh it was in the comic swamp thing yeah um so i don't know how they do that but you know whatever right so we just we're we're super super extra and we we make it crazy and we often don't know and there's people walking around uh, because there's a flag that has i forget what country it is there's a flag that has uh, it's the same color scheme but instead of starting with green So, you know, when you look at the flagpole, the first color off the flagpole for Ireland, it's green, then white, then orange. There is, I don't remember what the country is. It starts with orange, then it's white and green. And there's people that wear the flag wrong. So it's a totally different country. It's not even the fucking Irish flag. They're like, ah, oh, Ireland. We're like, no, that's like Belarus. Like, you're fucking you're in the wrong goddamn. It's not even close. Uh, it's just an excuse to party for a lot of folks, but you know, for the others. But going back to the green thing, though, I think there's more to it than than that. Because when we go back and we look, the Finian army that invaded Canada from the United States, they were wearing green. So crazy thing right after the civil war ends uh there's this big the the big finnian movement and canada is still controlled by the brits the brits are oppressing ireland so how do they get the brits out of ireland uh by <laughs> getting them out of canada first and so legit you have a union and confederate soldiers that join up and no shit these are american citizens at this point <laughs> we invaded canada Three times. Well, two and a half. Uh, two times. Because the halftime, they actually moved the border, but they didn't tell anybody. So they thought they invaded Canada, but it wasn't really Canada. It was still America at the time. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So, but all those dudes were wearing their, their uniforms and they had uh, the green where the, the blue stripes, the gray stripes were. They were now green stripes. So they were identified as like a, a uniform thing and they were using the color green. So I think there's a little bit more to green than. than than just the, the leprechaun dancing around the fucking cereal box. I have such a problem with the leprechaun thing. He's so cute, though.
0: Nah, because... I just want to like... catch him
1: and rub him and get my wishes. For more wishes. Wait, no, that's Aladdin. Genie, leprechaun, they're all the same thing. Whoa. That's borderline <laughs> racist. <laughs> they celebrate St. Patty's Day in Turkey. You shut the fuck up. I don't want to <laughs> hear
0: it. But no... I don't know, it's I always find it interesting that they that Saint Patrick's Day is emphasized on green. It's emphasized on a color and particular symbols that that mean something else. Even the four leaf clover was originally sought to be a sign of defiance to the English. And it's like, okay, so now that's just a symbol of, hey, good luck. You got a four-leaf clover. Yay. And it's like, nah, there's there's so much to it that uh, through history we forget.
1: Uh, but, God, But <laughs> don't get mad because it, it's a niche, right? So anybody who doesn't share the Irish heritage, you know, it, it, it's not going to be something that they – you know that they're going to take the time to to do the homework and do all this study right it's it, everybody's going out to have a good time so they're going to go out and have a good time and i think that would be that is uh, a cultural thing for ireland you know um let's let's go let's go <laughs> mm. i don't care let's just let's go to the pub let's have a good time right and and we're not without asking questions um uh, or or judging people why they're there, you know. So so for for those of us who have a, a cultural heritage or whatever you want to call it, connection, you know, it's one thing, mm-hmm. uh, and we should probably hold those people a little bit more accountable to knowing the history of why you're going out to get freaking shammer drunk, um, <laughs> you know. And uh, beads are not a thing, by the way. Uh, that's Mardi Gras. So uh, nope saw a bunch of pictures of celebrations where their beads were involved in them You're like that's America again blending shit like stop stop doing that. That's <laughs> <So> that's French that <laughs> stays down there. but uh, anyway, so so yeah so I, I wouldn't get too upset about you know folks not knowing the, the depth of the history uh, you know just go out and, and relax and have a good time and now it's our job though. to to share that and be like oh hey by the way did you know the guy wasn't even from Ireland Hmm. and there were no fucking snakes before he got there (laughs) and he didn't throw pagans into the ocean allegedly (laughs) please don't don't cancel St. Patrick
0: (laughs) oh fuck no because then they'll get rid of it fuck fuck
1: Yeah, and meanwhile, Ireland will just sit over there going, what the fuck are they doing? (laughs) We're going to the bar. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all right. So I think we have have beat this uh, Irish uh, St. Paddy's Day thing into the ground. We have submitted it. If you have more questions about St. Paddy's Day, feel free to reach out to Josh. He will share with you everything. He has all of the things. Or he'll just get you drunk and... Uh, share more things. <laughs> uh St. Patty's Day,
0: man! So, so it's whiskey. hard to
1: celebrate St. Patty's Day this year, though, because you know, like, I used to wear like green underwear, and then nothing green outs. So why? So, like, people would like pinch you because wasn't what's the rule? Like, if you're not wearing green, they get pinched, but if you are and you can prove it, I forget what the other thing. I I don't know. It's some, like, fucking kid game shit, but um, yeah, I man. have a feeling you would violate somebody's safe space, and if you did not have their consent, mm-hmm. you would not be able to be the governor of New York. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Where's your horn thing?
1: Wait,
0: hang on, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> it was St. Patty's Day,
1: it didn't count. Too soon, too soon, <laughs> too soon. It's not even over yet. They haven't even decided anything. <laughs> well, cr- <laughs> people
0: try to give me a hard time about not wearing green and stuff like that. And again, if this were a video podcast, I have two tattoos. Uh, one of them specifically celebrating my Irish heritage, and the other one I have a four-leaf clover with my daughter's name in it. So I'm very Irish on on one arm. You know, so it's like. It's like, no, I'm I'm wearing green twenty four seven, so I don't know what you bitches are worried about. It's, I mean, you gotta get on my level. But nobody is.
1: That's a level of commitment I think I'll pass on. Although I do have a Celtic seahorse on my one arm. Not that sea, <laughs> not that seahorses are any form of Celtic anything.
0: Yeah. <laughs> because seahorses are uh they originate from Ireland. No, right?
1: no, they're tropical.
0: It's not even close. That's nothing. Yeah.
1: And it also represents, like, tranquility and serenity, two things obviously I embody all the time. And males giving birth to the kids? Well, I was told I was fat today, so, I mean, (laughs) there's a pregnant joke in there somewhere, I guess. (laughs) All right. Listen here, you drunk bastard. Wrap this shit up. Let's go.
0: (laughs) It's St. Patrick's Day, and we've enjoyed every single second of it.
1: Every single second of it. All right, folks. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up. (laughs) (laughs) Try it again. (laughs) I'm going to. (laughs) All right, folks. That's going to wrap it up for us here at the Tavern in Question. Josh, happy St. Paddy's Day.
0: Happy J. (laughs) 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 Happy.
1: Same (laughs) Zs. Yep. Ditto. Ditto. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking nerd. All right, folks, we're out of here. Take care. Good night.